Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Mike Russo, and there's so much to do getting ready just for you and you and you. Welcome, everybody. We're back for part two of our Disney Afternoon discussion. With me again are Bill Yudesky and Tiffany Silverbraun. Welcome back, guys. Hey. <laughs> so we are going to pick up right where we left off in the last episode. We ended with uh, New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh and Rescue Rangers, and we stopped right there for a reason, because I know Bill has a lot to say about the next show. <laughs> Quite a bit, I'm sure. But before we get there, 1990 was a really big year. Tiffany, what programming block premiered that year? <laughs> that was the start of the Disney afternoon. Woo! <laughs> The Disney Bring afternoon. Disney after. <laughs> so, Bill, you said you do have some specific memories about the about the Disney afternoon. You like to share? Yes, I do. I I feel like I remember the week that it happened, uh, that it aired. Um, I, well, actually, I remember before that uh, seeing commercials on my local television station that was actually putting it on. It was a Fox affiliate in Pittsburgh, Fox 53, and they were uh, basically showing commercials of all the shows that I had grown up with to that point, like Disney-wise, the Gummy Bears, DuckTales, and Chip and Dale, and they were putting them all together in this block, and then they had this one other show that I wasn't familiar with, and apparently they were adding it onto it, and I was like, okay, that's that's interesting, and I saw Baloo the Bear, and I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. But he was wearing a pilot jacket and there were planes flying and there were foxes and warthogs and there was Louie. But I I was just like, wow, OK, this is kind of cool. But the one crazy cool thing that I was really jazzed up about was I saw this this young boy bear didn't know his name, didn't understand why he was there. But he was riding this this to me magical board that was floating on clouds. <laughs> And I was like, wow, that's so cool, you know? But eventually when when the block aired, I was so excited. I, I, I got to see um, a couple new episodes of uh, Gummy Bears and, and DuckTales, I think, at that time. And then began the, the, the pilot for Tailspin. And I just remember that opening scene. Um, well, even before, I mean, the, the opening scene of that was just uh, gorgeous, the music and everything. But um, but going back, uh, and I should have mentioned this before the shows, uh, the animation, the little uh, musical interlude before the shows began right. was just so fun. It was just so neat seeing all these characters brought to life on paper and reacting, uh, yeah. interacting with one another. And then uh, uh, even a little uh, nod to a future uh, show to come out, which wasn't even referenced at the time but uh yeah, yeah and, who was and, that guy in the cape and mask <laughs> i don't know he was some weird purple duck who knows maybe it was fenton he was in disguise <laughs> i thought that initially i was thinking that initially but i was just i was jazzed i was i fell in love with with the whole concept right away and every day i just i had to just drop my backpack from school and sit down and spend two hours with all these fun characters, even though I've known them for years. You know, before we get into the shows, they put an almost ungodly amount of effort into this block that they didn't need to. Um, not only was there that opening, when a show would end, they would give you a preview for the next one. Yeah. And there were each, there were like these commercial bumpers too like with frogs and then Marsupilami got started about a year later he was in the he was in the blocks the commercial bumpers and so was goofy and then when the the whole block would end all the credits would be at the end and they would show you a preview of tomorrow's episodes of all four shows they didn't have to go the extra mile to do all of that but it's really crazy that they did yeah, it almost yes. made it seem like a serial type of uh, uh, event. <laughs> Tiffany, any particular memories from you about all of that? Um, no, not, I mean, not anything more than what you said, but I will say that I think 
there's an extreme, if you want to like make someone get all starry eyed and nostalgic, if they're someone who was born like uh, in the early 80s, just right. play them that Disney afternoon theme <laughs> and it'll mm-hmm. brighten everyone's day. <laughs> it's, it's so it's nostalgic. Up, it's upbeat. I'll give you that. <laughs> the only thing I didn't like, I don't know if everybody's uh, syndicate did this. But all the opening ty- opening theme songs were cut to about 45 seconds so they would all fit into the two-hour block. The, yeah. Um, theme songs? All the theme songs were cut down. Yeah, I think I remember that because I remember watching Chip and Dale and DuckTales, you know, in their initial uh, run before the Disney afternoon. And I remember the theme song being just a little on, – on both of them being a little bit longer. But you're right. I think they did snip it down a bit. But I think that was probably – to make space, like you said, at the end of all the shows for the, you know, what's to come next week uh, bumper. Which give it like a few months and those bumpers never corresponded to the right episodes. <laughs> <laughs> You'd see, like, like, I know I mentioned this when we did Twitching Channels, Bill. Um, I saw the preview for that episode weeks before it actually aired. Mm. You know, same thing with Inside Binky's Brain. That's how messed up it was. <laughs> um, but you know, I've I've looked for a complete tape or a complete copy of an entire two-hour block of that programming. It doesn't seem to exist. No one ever just taped two hours of Disney Afternoon. <laughs> no. It, oh, I would that's love. That's weird. That's interesting. I have found bits and pieces of it, but I've yeah. never found like someone recorded at three o'clock and ended at five. Never found that. <laughs> I have um, tapes some tapes from Disney Afternoon, but I guess it's the same thing. I don't have any that are it all the way through. Yeah, all my copies of Darkwing and Goof Troop I've taped, that was all from Disney Afternoon. So all the bumpers and stuff are there, but not like the entire thing. Yeah, I wish I did tape here. them. Right, right. And in years to follow, um, going back to the uh, opening sequence, they actually changed it slightly um, by adding, you know, new clips of, you know, other other cartoon characters uh, uh, from shows like uh, Goof Troop and Bonkers. And yeah. even, yeah, I was going to say, even in, in uh, a small part where <laughs> Launchpad's flipping over the, the letters <laughs> of afternoon, you can spot Goslin in there. And then that was another character that I had no idea who she was mm-hmm. until a full year later. But, you know, history repeated itself because two years later when they added Bonkers to, the, to it, that was before bonkers had even premiered a year before mm. so i mean if you were watching cbs you would have seen bonkers on a raw tunage but if you weren't just like darkwing you have no idea who this is <laughs> so let's get in to the big show <laughs> bill how much do you love tailspin <laughs> um on a scale of one to ten i love it so we ain't much (laughs) (laughs) that's funny wait so do you love tailspin more than darkwing uh yes i will admit that (laughs) as much as i really really love darkwing duck tailspin is by far my my favorite without without a doubt (laughs) i'll say something sacrilegious i think i think it's very possible that tailspin might actually hold up better than even darkwing all these years oh. later what? because Dar- as great you know what darkwing's fantastic i love it but there's a handful of episodes that don't hold up that well i think for the most part like i can't think of a bad tailspin episode no they're few and far between i mean even if there were any <laughs> um i can't even recollect any bad ones i enjoyed them all I mean, your your mileage may vary depending on how much you like Molly. Yeah, I, I was going to say, uh, for me personally, I mean, maybe I haven't really re-watched it that recently, but um, I don't think it has that great of female characters from my perspective. Like, I don't really hate Rebecca or anything. I don't really like Molly at all. <laughs> And I, I think that sentiment might have been shared by the people making the show, I think, because mo- you get a lot of Molly up front, 
But the last time I marathoned it, I realized she kind of disappears about halfway through. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. And the thing is with Molly, uh, you know, regarding Molly, I feel like she was a, a, a similar character to the original Webby. In, yeah, in totally. 87 DuckTales, yeah. Um, and, you know, it just kind of seemed silly at times. I mean, if you're going to give a, 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 a character um, some personality, don't just, you know, give it the same old cliche. You know, I mean, try yeah, to make from it. A, from a female perspective, especially for me, who was a, a tomboy <laughs> as a, <laughs> a little girl, it it definitely bothered me watching shows like that where it was the typical like, oh, you're a girl thing in every cartoon. And I that definitely fell under that category. That's why Goslin was so revolutionary. Exactly. That's why it, it meant a lot to me, too. I'd agree. And, and with Rebecca, um, I will say, I will kind of uh, give her a lot of uh, accolade because I've never seen any adult female uh, up until that point really being assertive. I mean, she was dragging Baloo by the ear, by the throat. <laughs> I She's mean, also very clearly an adult. Yes. Like yes. Even the DuckTales characters, the ones that are adults, still act like children. Yeah. But Rebecca <laughs> is very much an adult. <laughs> and she was a, a, a pretty much, uh, well, I think her and Baloo, that whole relationship was basically taken from Cheers, for sure. Exactly. Sam, That's Sam, and Sam and Diane. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing really wrong with her, except for it still is kind of like the killjoy like character. Like, you know? Yeah. I think No she's... one thinks that she's fun or you know she's cool. funny when they she's funny when they play her for laughs <laughs>, um, laughs i forget what she i think it's the blue switcheroo one when blue blue and kit come in and they have different voices but they're trying to make her think she's crazy <laughs> and then she walks out and she goes my head hurts i have a headache <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the same type of thing with uh oh um What's the episode where the aliens, uh, War of the Weirds. Yeah. She, you know, clearly is aware of how Baloo's sneaking off uh, out of work and Wildcat trying to do this put on of a scientist. And he's like, what are you, or she, she's like, what are you doing in this getup? You know, she's so just, you know. She's, you, great, you know. When she's, she's great when she sees through the plots. She, yeah. yeah, she was like, Wildcat, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> And actually, I guess that that is kind of one of the first times you really see her let loose at the end of that show. But I, I could I could see wh why Tiff would say what she's saying about her kind of having that uh, killjoy effect. There are yeah. times when Baloo just wants to do something and you're totally behind what he wants to do. And you're like, there's no harm in what he wants to do. And she just sticks a fork in it. And it's just not. And it's that that's when she's not fun. Right. Yeah. But there are times when he wants to do something legitimately stupid and she calls him out on it and you'll and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have uh -oh. a tailspin question. <laughs> so in the show, it's pretty much just Blue, uh, Khan and Louie, right? That are from yes. uh, Jungle Book. So which Jungle Book character did you fantasize or always hope would be on the show besides those? The only one I think that really would have worked, and he's kind of in it anyway, is Bagheera. Yeah. Khan's, Khan's pilots are pretty much Bagheera. <laughs> right, right. Um, it's really... not. Yeah, I was going to say, go ahead, Mike. Oh, oh or Ka. Yeah, yeah, Ka would be my, my choice. I feel like Ka ha had a personality, but the thing is, I guess you know what do you do with a snake i think the only time you really see <laughs> a character like that would be uh clang thaddeus clang from the yeah. two part yeah i i pulled that name out of i don't know where that name came out of i know the episode <laughs> but i did not i'm like clang it's gotta be clang <laughs> good job <laughs> great job yeah you're you're right yeah i'm a I mean, savant with this stuff yeah that's <laughs> impressive yeah, I guess, uh, you know. But wasn't I, it revealed that he was just a snake the whole time and it was just, he was wearing just 
extra stuff and it was just a snake? Or am yeah. I misremembering? Well, no, he, yeah, it was shown that he was a snake, but I mean, clearly he was capable of talking, but only with that, I guess, jaw, that, that robotic jaw that he had. It's, uh, I mean, if it was Ka, they would have had Jim doing the Sterling Holloway voice, so it definitely wasn't. <laughs> right, right. I'm going to uh, give a nod to our buddy Stan when I say Tailspin is awesome in general, and Tim Curry is the voice of Clang, and I know that Stan <laughs> loves Tim Curry, and I could see why. Who doesn't? <laughs> but, but I got to say, I would like the show, but what really brings the show to a completely higher level for me is really just one character. Come on, guys. Guess who that character is? <laughs> is it who I think you're going to say? <laughs> say it. Kick Claw Kicker, baby. Um, no. Don Carnage. <laughs> that, oh. For you, it is. Oh, dang it. For okay. me, for me, it's Don Carnage. <laughs> yeah, he's my favorite, for sure. <laughs> but there's no denying that kid is... Up until Gosling, Kit was the, one of the most realistic kid characters they had done. I am not even going to argue that. Kit right. and his, his silver croissant. Croissant. <laughs> I was going to say that before. It's his flying croissant. I would always call it the half moon, but uh, yeah. <laughs> the airfoil, yeah. The airfoil. No, the only, time I, the only time Kit ever rubbed me the wrong way was when he was flying on the airfoil and R.J. Williams was just going... Yahoo! And I'm like, oh, you gotta sell that more, man. Get into it. Only I time thought... I'm like, ah. <laughs> See, I actually, I actually thought his like, you know, those Yahoo uh, uh, exclamations that he would make were actually better than. And I give him a lot of respect for what he did in the role. But uh, Alan Roberts, who who also portrayed Kit, um, his Yahoos were kind of. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, his his the the exclamations he would give weren't quite up to R.J. Williams, uh, um, his shot. But uh, no, they both were were great in the role. But uh, yeah, I kind of lean a little more toward toward R.J. But yeah, you know, Don Carnage, I definitely man. would say though that Kit Cloud Kicker is probably one of the coolest names yes, of all yes. fictional history. Yes. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> anyway, Don Carnage. I'm sorry. Let's go back to Carnage. <laughs> I feel like this is the role where Jim Cummings just comes into his own. Because yes. he's he's having so much damn fun voicing this guy. Being Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> basically. Yes. basically. <laughs> well, like my favorite episodes all have him in it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love him. And he's surrounded by funny characters, too. Like, he's surrounded by idiots the way Fat Cat were, was. But oh. these guys I still love, you know? Yeah, and they're, the, the, they had great voices for them. Um, I know Chuck Charlie McCann yeah. was, was uh, brought back. Dump Truck. And uh, they, they brought in Charlie Adler for uh, Mad Dog. And that was right around the time where he started. I think that might have been right before he started getting popular for voicing Buster Bunny. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, who did um, Colonel Spigot? Michael Goff. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and then we had um, Lorenzo Music again as um, Sergeant Dunder. Oh, yeah. Garfield again. <laughs> Garfield again. <laughs> um, no. So I'll continue. Oh, I was going to say, and Tony J as Shere Khan. You can't oh, forget Tony J. The great Tony J, yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, Jim, Jim also, uh, man, he really knew how to give Louie, uh, he brought um, Louis Prima's uh, voice uh, out for, for Louis. It's a shame the, Prima's estate won't let him do that anymore. Aww. I, I know. Ugh. I mean, anybody, I know they, did, they, they, they kept teasing Louis on House of Mouse, but since they couldn't actually use a Louis Prima impression, it was Louis's brother. <laughs> that's, <laughs> how, that's how sad that situation got. And he wasn't in the Jungle Book, too, as far as I know. No. Um, but, I don't oh, think man, so. Cummings did him justice. So, oh, for uh, sure. What's uh, your favorite episode, Bill? Or favorite episodes? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I could talk like Carnage when I say this. Where to begin? Where to begin? <laughs> uh, so many good ones. I mean, obviously, you know, Plunder and Lightning didn't win the Emmy for nothing. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah. So good. 
Yeah, that was one of the best. Um, a lot of stuff with Kit, because I'm a Kit fan. Stormy Weather, even though that was a uh, um, uh, Alan Roberts episode, that was one of the best because because you saw the relationship, you know, that father-son relationship with Blue and, and Kit. And, you know, he was really straying away from Blue because he wanted to follow his dream. But, you know, then he realizes, you know, you kind of have to listen to family. I know there's a lot of those cheesy morals in some of these shows not just tailspin but all of the disney afternoon uh mm-hmm. shows but, there's really I mean, only one tailspin episode that really gets moralistic and i i couldn't i had a hard time with it whenever it re-aired it's the whale episode yeah that's the only one i was like oh this one again <laughs> it was it was free willy before free willy yeah right right but uh, like yeah, fired free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were so many good ones. And I, I do also have to point out um, another one, Tiff, which is one that I enjoy watching around Halloween, I guess, because it has this mad scientist vibe. The Incredible Shrinking Molly. That's probably one of the only oh, tolerable yeah. Molly episodes I love. Dan, because... Well, we have Dan Castellaneta in it. Yes. Being Dan Castellaneta <laughs> the whole time. And that is that is the voice of Megavolt right there. Yeah. Yeah. That, but, uh, one, that, that one makes it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so many other ones I can get into, but usually mostly, um, you know, the the Cloud Kicker episodes. There is one other one that isn't Cloud Kicker-esque, and I think Stan and I both enjoy this one, The Old Man of the Sea Duck. Mm, that, that's a good one. Yeah, that one's very kind of mystical. What was that, that again? The Old Man and the Sea Duck, where Baloo hits his head, has amnesia, can't remember how to fly, uh, ends up bumping into this... Oh. Uh, mysterious old pilot voiced by Hal Smith. There's Hal Smith again. And um, he tries to get him out of his rut to fly out of a canyon, the only way to fly. And then at the end of the episode, they finally get a doctor. Kit comes, Wildcat comes. They get a doctor. Doctor's played, interestingly enough, by Alan Young, who's Scrooge. (laughs) Hal Smith did Glomgold. But uh, yeah, he says that the character, uh, the old pilot, died years ago. So it was just a just a fun, <laughs> just yeah. sweet episode. They adapted yeah, that so into a comic book issue. Wow. So in that same way, I guess one of the ones that I always liked was uh, the one where um, Rebecca meets that she falls in love with that ghost. Mm, her chance um, to dream. Yeah, her yes. chance to dream. And uh, yeah, that one was really good. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I continue. No, go go ahead. I was going to say the other one that I really like that stands out to me is My Fair Baloo. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) With the the Spruce Goose. Yeah, exactly. Because I, uh, (laughs) Spruce Moose. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yes, that's it. (laughs) Because I'm a big Howard Hughes fan. So I like that one. (laughs) I, one of my favorites. I don't even know why it's one of my favorites, but I go back to it a lot, is the Time Bandit. I know I know it just takes a DuckTales plot, <laughs> but I, I do love how they're just torturing Rebecca by doing This Was Your Life in front of a firing squad. I, <laughs> yeah. it's, I think it's funny. Yeah. And, but my all-time favorite, I love Bullethead Blue. <laughs> oh, the pr- yeah. The production values on that one is, are insane. It's really good. Yeah, that one is really good. Wasn't that one of the uh, uh, animation studios that did a lot of wing Japan? Japan, there you go. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. What was uh, Molly's superhero, Danger Woman? Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, they they were all, it it just had a a barrage of fantastic characters, and I'll forever remember them. Love, Love the whole series. My favorite super minor character is one of the pirates. It's it's Gibber, who doesn't talk, but just just whispers things to Don Carnage. Oh, yeah. And it's and it's up and it's up to you to figure out what it was he said. <laughs> what what is you guys' uh, favorite Carnage line? Oh, I got okay two, and mainly because they were used in the coming up coming up next tomorrow previews that burned into my head. One okay. of them is. One of them is, do not fire at Will. He is my second mate. (laughs) (laughs) 
And the other one is, what the lousy place for a wall. Oh, that's fine. I was just going to say that one, too. Oh, he's just so... I mean, there's a lot of them, but those are burned into my head. Yeah. What about you, I don't even think I could pinpoint one. (laughs) That's pretty difficult for me. Yeah, just go on YouTube, type in Carnage, Don Carnage greatest lines, and (laughs) yeah, I'll spend hours watching that. And we're super lucky. You can get all of Tailspin on DVD. Mm-hmm. Like how the many shows? Is on DVD? All of it. Nice. Even Flying Dupes and Lost Horizons, the ones yeah. that were uh, not on Disney yeah. Plus. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, so there's two missing on Disney Plus, but they're on the DVD. Yeah, Lost Horizons has the 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 Chinese pandas who are taxing yeah. uh, Cape Suzette. I almost said Saint Canard. <laughs> and the Flying Dupes involves delivering a bomb to the uh, what's his face? What was the name of the guy from Zembria? Yeah, the Grand Marshal. The Grand Marshal. High, high Marshal. Yeah. Yeah, Wait. and Colonel Spigot. Mm-hmm. So does that mean they, for DuckTales, there was another episode, there was an episode like that too, right? With pandas? Uh, no. On DuckTales, no. Or like Troll, wasn't it? Oh, was that Troll-a-la. Yeah, troll But that episode was edited because Scrooge kept taking medicine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And it was, yeah, and he used, and the medicine was flammable, and he lit the medicine on fire, and they, that was always edited out on television. Hmm. So, <laughs> have we have we done enough Tailspin justice, Bill? Can we move on? <laughs> you know, we, we could always stay on Tailspin, but I don't want to uh, hold up too many people on this subject. But, hey, if any, anybody wants to talk about it, I'm, I'm here to listen and share so, some memories. So, then there, then there was this duck. I don't know. The show's okay. <laughs> there are some, I guess, okay villains. I don't know. It's it's all right, right? I mean, it was good enough to spawn a podcast. People listen to podcasts? Who, who, who'd be crazy enough to make a podcast about Darkwing Duck? Not me. <laughs> uh, when but there's yeah. trouble, you call DW. Yeah, well, Darkwing, you know... Tune into any other episode of this podcast to hear me and Will Santana talk about Darkwing Duck. I don't really think we have to go into him very much. Um, if you guys want to tell our listeners your favorite episodes, though. Um, other than favorite episode, I, I want to say this sure. about Darkwing Duck is this is the start of the short-lived tradition of having hip-hop songs to promote <laughs> Oh, new Lord. Disney afternoon shows. This is yes. the only one with, that was good, though. <laughs> I agree. hundred <laughs> percent. Because yeah. they played this thing every commercial break that entire yeah. summer. Like it burned into your head. You, you, you had to watch Darkwing Duck whether you wanted to or not. <laughs> and and it was amazing. it was at the end of every VHS tape of yeah. uh, Darkwing. Latin, yeah. Yeah. And when and they I probably, did that, I think it was Wonderful World of Disney. It was the thing they were hyping up, like the music video at the end of Darkly yes. Down to Duck. <laughs> I yeah. feel like Darkwing is definitely the high point of Disney Afternoon, and that's only the second year. I don't think the pro- programming block gets as good as those first two years ever again. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. I, I feel like um, that was... And, and I do remember it then at that time. I feel like that was probably the apex of the b- block itself. Um, that being said, I mean, you know, there was still a lot more good stuff to come. But, yeah, that was probably the big thing because there was so much that spawned from that. I mean, the comic books, Disney Adventures was putting, uh, you know, crossover uh, comics out. Um, they were on Disney on Ice. I remember seeing yeah. Disney on Ice the year that Darkwing came out. I did. I saw it too. Oh, it was so <laughs> good. It was it was neat at the end because I always envisioned all of the characters from Disney Afternoon, at least up until maybe Goof Troop, all being integrated in, into each other. You know, in my mind, I mean, I'm not going to go against the the man himself, Tad Stones, but I always pictured all of those characters you know, being involved in the, in the same world together. And at the end of the ice show, 
yeah, Darkwing was out there. Baloo was out there. Chip and Dale. It was it was kind of cool to see all the characters <laughs> together. I I just wish that Disney had made more costumes for other Darkwing characters and didn't just pull the launch pad costume from DuckTales and then that was it. Because <laughs> I remember very vividly that 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 Disney on Ice show had to come up with a new villain because they just did not make any villain costume for Darkwing Duck and there was never Goslin. No. Whereas Tailspin, they made Kit, Blue, Rebecca, Don Carnage, Louie, like half the characters. Hmm, that's weird. Right. But for Darkwing, it's like, well, here's the duck, and that's about it. So Tip did you happen to get that uh, Darkwing Duck Disney on Ice merch that they sold? No, I didn't. Well, interestingly enough, I just recently acquired, and this is back when I first, uh, you know, came to, to talk to you guys all through the Zoom chat. Um, I, I think it was Stan that, that might've gave me the earwig to go and buy. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a cup, I guess a mug where it has Darkwing, Blue and Louie, um, and Chip and Dale on, on the, uh, handle climbing up like a, I guess a, a, a tree stump. So yeah, I have nice. that from Disney on ice. That's awesome. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and before we leave like the, the initial block, we should also note that, you know, Disney Afternoon was so big that they actually created spaces in the Disney parks for them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disney Afternoon. That didn't last yeah. long, though. That was gone before <laughs> Darkwing even came along. It didn't. And it was so sad. But I was fortunate. I was actually lucky because I, it did last until 1995 because that was the first time I'd gone to Disney. And at that time um, and for years, apparently for like four or five years, there was a uh, show that had the characters from at least the, the, the current running yes. program from the Disney afternoon. And I got to see, <laughs> I got to see bonkers. Bonkers was in that, <laughs> that particular uh, show. I saw it the year that Goofy and Max were the newest shows. Okay. So you when guys I, are both Disney world, right? Y- yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. East coast. <laughs> so I just mentioned Goofy and Max. You just mentioned bonkers. Let's move on from Darkwing. Um, again, you guys want to hear about Darkwing. We got like 60 some odd episodes already in the can you can listen to. Um, but Goof Troop, let's, you know, let's just run through these shows. We don't have to spend as much time talking about the rest of the Disney Afternoon shows. The ones we already discussed, those are really the highlights. But Goof Troop is okay. I, I still enjoy it. Yeah. You- yeah, I... I, I liked it. The only thing that I remember disliking about Goof Troop was it bumping off DuckTales from the lineup. That's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, that was a heartbreaker. I do think there was a very real feeling that year that the quality of the whole block wasn't what it was. I remember a lot of people were totally in the dark wing when it was new, but a lot of people were like, uh, you know, when Goof Troop started. Like, you kind of felt it. Like, it wasn't it wasn't going to be as big anymore, you know? Um, well, one another thing that I thought was slightly different about Goof Troop was, I mean, in hindsight, it doesn't seem as bad as it was then, but um, the other shows seemed kind of like timeless Disney stuff, and then yeah. Goof Troop seemed super obviously 90s. I think a lot of the, like the theme song and the marketing made it seem more 90s than the actual show was. Yeah. Totally. Like, in hindsight, it's not as bad as I remember it being then. <laughs> like, the show really wanted to push Max and PJ as these cool dudes. But when you watch the show, you realize they're just a couple of losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, who's your favorite Goof Troop character? Pete. <laughs> I, 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 I've always loved Max, but, I mean, I, I'll agree. I mean, Pete makes that show <laughs> the best uh, the best episodes are pete's evil scheme episodes <laughs> i would say peg is my favorite <laughs> yeah oh peg was great <laughs> family. it was really pete's family and i'm gonna kind of steal a little bit from not steal but take a take a side note from nostalgia critic because he did an episode on this um it, it was basically that family pete's family was the just the, the pivoting point they they were the ones that made everything like they were the ones that made the whole show move anytime they weren't in it or it was very goofy heavy 
this show really fell flat on its face. Yeah. Like, I think the worst thing the show would do would be when Goofy pulled out the family album. <laughs> Those are the episodes where I was like, oh, my God, they're really going to do this. Uh-huh. <laughs> except, for the, except for the Western one where they actually got to use guns throughout the whole thing. And the kids weren't – that was a good one. When Goofy had the bad eyesight and Pete was the uh, the outlaw, that was a good one. Yeah, but, and there was also one where I think Pete and Peg were kind of like a, uh, um, oh, they were like gangsters, like uh, Bonnie and Clyde type of characters. Something like that, yeah. Um, but the best episodes are usually ones where Pete has a scheme, whether it's using, whether it's a racehorse or stealing Goofy's home remodeling, and he always got it what, what was coming to him. Those are the best episodes. <laughs> Do you guys have favorite episodes? Yeah. Um, I think I like the, what is it called? Halloweenies. <laughs> right? Is that what it's called? The yeah. Halloween episode? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Of, like, it's hard because a lot of these titles have goof in it, which doesn't yeah. make it easy to remember a lot of them. Um, I like, man, I like, oh, I can't even, I, I like a lot of them. A lot of the ones animated in, in uh, Australia are really fantastic. Um, I, oh, Pete's Day at the Races, I like, when he, the, the racehorse episode. Mm-hmm. And the one, the environmental one, um, A Goof of the People, where Goofy runs for mayor, just because it's really <laughs> well animated. Yeah. I like that one, too. I think the show as a whole was animated really well. Yeah. yeah it always upset Tad Stones that Goof Troop got so many Australia episodes and Dark <laughs> got only nine. <laughs> so... Moving on from Goof Troop, we do have Bonkers, which I know you guys aren't fans of. <laughs> That's not and true. That's not true. It's not that. Yeah, I'm not that bad. I'm not um like a uh, Will. Well, Bonkers is where you know it really took the nosedive. When you have Animaniacs <laughs> making fun of it, that's when you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like Animaniacs' third aired episode was already making fun of Bonkers. Like the writers knew. And we don't have to spend much time on Bonkers, but really, really troubled production history. It was supposed to be a different show, and it wasn't working, and it was taken away from the original crew and given to a different crew. The producer of Goof Troop turned into something else, different characters, and it just it never worked. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's face facts. You know, probably the better episodes out of the series are the Piquel episodes, for sure. And, yeah. I think a lot of that is because of Australia coming in. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the best Australia animation of any Disney show because they really got to cut loose and compensate for the, for the writing. I mean, right. were, were us three all fans of it at the time? Yeah. I still yeah. enjoy it for the visuals. I'll give it that. I enjoy oh, it. I love watching it visually. I think it's a really high-quality show in terms of animation. Yeah. And there was a Darkwing Duck cameo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There were there were Darkwing Duck cameos. There was a lot of cameos in that show. Yeah, there were. They could have even gone further with it. Right, right. And I'm actually looking at the voice casts for just you know just a mix of episodes. And I mean they got you know they did get Wayne Allwine to come in for Mickey, but he was never shown. Um, Jim Cummings talking to Jim Cummings the entire yeah. time. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. That's that's true. But th- yeah, they got a lot lot of other voice actors as Frank well. Frank Welker. Yeah, Michael Bell came back for the the initial, the pilot, if you want to call it that. You know, I'm going to say anybody wants to just check out Bonkers out of curiosity, just do the pilot. Right. Um, episode titles, Going Bonkers, Gone Bonkers. I think it's the most sympathetic that character is, and the villain is really good. Or like, you could watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You could. <laughs> well, you could just do that. That's perfect. You could, yeah. you could just do that. So you know what? Um Let's let's start making our way toward the end. The last few Disney shows, Gargoyles, Aladdin, Schnookums and Me, Timon <laughs> and Pumbaa, Mighty Ducks, Quack Pack. Do you guys have anything to say about any of these shows? I know by this point, I think a lot of us were growing out of this stuff. I'll um, let Nick go first. Wait, who, me? Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Tiff. Um, I, I loved Gargoyles, and that's kind of the only one in this era now that I actually loved. I really liked it. I I loved Batman the Animated Series, and I think it was kind of, you know, doing that whole thing. 
I remember specifically uh, my VHS for Nightmare Before Christmas had a preview for Gar for Gargoyles Ooh. the movie, and I was super excited about it. So I have that, to rewatch Gargoyles. I haven't seen it since it aired on Disney Afternoon. That's how long it's been since I've actually watched <laughs> it. Yeah, I mean, I think that one's really good, but um, I wasn't really into Schnookums and Meat. Well, I, nobody was. <laughs> I really, really wanted to like Quack Pack, but I did not. <laughs> Quack Pack um, depresses me because going back, <laughs> I know it was the last one. Like, yeah. I know, like, when Quack Pack aired, I was a senior in high school, but I was still watching the Disney Afternoon. Me too. Um, I didn't care. I, I, I didn't care. But going back, I look at it and I'm like, this was the end. And there's just an air of depression that hangs over that show. Like, you know, everyone working on it knows they're almost done with this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Mighty Ducks is so insane and ridiculous. I didn't that. It's almost amusing how crazy and bad it is. <laughs> but I am not a fan. Timon and Pumbaa, whatever. Timon and Pumbaa was fun when, again, it was animated in Australia. Those episodes just visually were fantastic. There's a bunch of good Timon and Pumbaa episodes, as long as you stay away from the ones that were done for the Disney Channel a few years later. Those are god-awful. Like, those aren't even watchable. That's how bad <laughs> yeah. they are. They were outsourced completely, and they're just they're so painful to watch. But if you watch the the first couple of seasons, they're okay. They're okay. It isn't Lion King. I mean, it's definitely doing its own thing. And it's not Nathan Lane. But it's all right. I recommend certain cartoons. Not a lot of it. It's definitely it tended to be a worst. very Yeah, it tended to be a very ugly show too. Like secondary characters, like really ugly. I don't know what they were thinking. But it's all right. I you know I it's not something I go out and say definitely watch, though. Oh, yeah, and I guess we kind of skipped it, but Aladdin, I thought Aladdin was okay, too. <laughs> Aladdin, really, really, that movie is a tough act to follow. <laughs> it really, yeah. really is. I mean, I don't want to knock it too much. It was one of Tad's shows, and it has its moments, but I think you can't take something like the original Aladdin turn it into like such a long series and just expect it to just work, you know? I I'm going to chime in and say that I actually, I actually really enjoyed Aladdin. I mean, obviously what you're saying, uh, Mike is uh, pretty accurate in the fact that, yeah, it's hard to follow up on, you know, the original movie. Um, I enjoyed it too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, you know, they didn't have Robin Williams, Dan had some big shoes to fill, but he really did it well. Um, My problem with Genie is not the vocal work. It's the writing. Yes. Once they came, once they came up with semi-phenomenal Neely Cosmic, that was, their, <laughs> that was their in to make Genie as stupid as they wanted to explain why he couldn't use his magic to save them. Like, right, right. Usually when he couldn't help them, it's because he was stupid. And that wasn't Williams' Genie. Yeah. That's yeah. what... Or the villain had a genie-proof container. Like, <laughs> come, on. Yeah, come on. I know, I know. There was one episode in it um, that I really loved, and it was the episode where uh, there was a character named Mechanicles, and uh, he Charlie was played Adler. by Charlie Adler. And he, <laughs> he came across, I think he teamed up with Abyss Maul, who was played by I Jason Alexander. I love Abyss Maul because yeah. of Jason Alexander. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah, all of that was just perfect. And I think the two of them teamed up and found Abismal found these rocks that I guess um they were colored they were multi, uh, different colors and each color represented mood. Yes, exactly, mood stones. So they attached these mood stones to these uh mechanical scarabs that would fly onto people's, you know, backs or into their fur and all the characters and they would change their moods and it was kind of fun seeing like, you know, the genie depressed or, uh, you know, <laughs> Abu laughing hysterically and Yago in love with Jasmine. I mean, it was it was just fun. Um, and then one other character in that show that was awesome, which was uh, uh, Sadira. She had okay. like three episodes. 
It was great. I thought you were going to say Moe's and Raph. I was going to say, oh, no. God, I hated Moe's and Raph. <laughs> yeah, I, I hated him. hated him. You know what's Sadira... funny? Yes. Sadira yeah. had an arc. Like, I'll give yes. her that. But as far as the reoccurring villains, I couldn't stand most of them. And it's funny, the one I loved the most was just the fat idiot. Yeah. <laughs> was, it's, just, it's because Jason Alexander is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> what is with Aladdin? Do I foil his plans? <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, I feel like my favorite of the main cast has got to be Iago because he's the only one who's allowed to be an ass. Yes, yes. Everybody else is just holier than thou the entire time. Aladdin's a goody two-shoes. Jasmine's a goody two-shoes. All of them are all so nice. But Iago can do the worst, most despicable things. Yep. And it and it works. <laughs> like, he makes the show work. Yeah. My I, opinion, I, at least. I agree. I agree. And anybody want to throw out some ideas about why the show isn't on Disney Plus? I have one theory. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Only one <laughs> out of the uh, all out of all the big shows, it's the only one that's not there. Uh, I mean, is I don't they know. They have Little Mermaid. Yes. My theory is negative cultural depictions of Ab- Arab characters. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. The theatrical film comes with a disclaimer about the in cultural insensitivity and the two director video films, you know, those are big money makers. They have to be there, but the TV show doesn't necessarily have to be there. And I feel like that's, what's keeping it off of Disney plus there. I can't think of any other reason. Yeah, I can understand that. That's um, weird though, that they wouldn't just put the disclaimer. I don't know. I hope it yeah. shows up cause I'd love to revisit it, but I don't know. Yeah, it would be nice to just see it, but you're right. I mean, they, they've done that. They've done disclaimers for other uh, shows and movies before regarding topics, you know, not even not relating to that, but you know. Yeah, so, I think there's worse things. Like they have that. Uh, they they kept. Uh, what is it? Make my music with Pecos Bill smoking a cigarette the entire time. Even though there's a version with it digitally edited edited out. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, melody time isn't there, and I think it's because they have the Martins and McCoys section that they don't mm. want to put in there because they don't want inbred hillbillies in their films. <laughs> um, oh, so man, anyway, I really want that to be on. <laughs> I yeah, it's like the one old film they're missing, but I don't know if it's not there now. You think it ever will be? Um, so yeah, the Disney afternoon ended in 1997. I'll tell you guys, I wasn't upset when it ended because its replacement on my channel was Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, and Batman, <laughs> which at the time yeah. I liked all that stuff more. So, you know, when Mighty Ducks and Timon and Pumbaa and Quackpack had to go away, I didn't yeah. care. <laughs> but yeah, now, and, and, but since all that Warner stuff is on DVD... But all the Disney stuff is not. It's kind of like, oh, man, you know, maybe I was rooting for the wrong team. Yeah. <laughs> now now you kind of have a little bit of remorse and you want to go back. Yeah. Because I can watch <laughs> I can watch all every episode of everything Tom Ruger ever did for Warner Brothers on DVD. But can I watch all of Darkwing Duck on DVD? No. no. You know, and the right things are going. We probably never will. I'm still hoping. <laughs> yeah, you know, but the further and further it gets. And what COVID is... A... Sorry, Tiffany, go ahead. Are you guys Freakazoid fans? <laughs> yes, I do like Freakazoid. Oh, I love Freakazoid. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but um, because of what COVID has done to just the industry and has made streaming so much more important now, I think it's only accelerated the death of physical media. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I mean, personally, I don't know if it's because I watch so much TV and movies, but I mean, I have Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, actual cable and all of the things. And I constantly am searching for a movie and I'm like, huh, OK, it's not on any of these platforms at all for some reason. Good thing I have the DVD. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that brings us down to the end of this. Man, we talked a lot about Disney <laughs> afternoon stuff. I could talk so much. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe we'll have more chances to do that down the line. But for now, we have to wrap it up. And we brought you the Disney afternoon, bringing you the Disney <laughs> after, you know, all that fun stuff. 
Um, so I want to thank both of you for being my guests for these two episodes. It's been a blast. Do you guys have anything you want to plug before we go? Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I got uh, my Instagram is um, Tiffany Silverbron and Regurgitating Gertie. And Don't ever I tell you it. I love that name. <laughs> Thank you. And my YouTube channel is Radioactivity. Awesome. Uh, and yeah. Bill? Yeah, my Twitter uh, handle is DJSKYES. Uh, and that's the same as my YouTube channel as well. Um, don't have any uh, major content on right now, but I've been working uh, in a project that is actually, uh, well, by this recording, um, well, by the time this will be aired, the, uh, the Back to the Future Project 85, uh, which is what I participated in, will have been released. And uh, pretty sure you can see it on YouTube. Um, just search for it. And uh, the only thing is we ask um, if, if you watch it, maybe go on to uh, uh, there'll be a link for the um, uh, Fox Foundation, Michael J. Fox's uh, um, uh, Parkinson's Disease Research Foundation uh, and make a donation uh, just to kind of, you know, show a little bit of love. But, uh, yeah, it, it's shaping up to be a good week uh, this holiday uh, season. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right. enjoying, enjoying it, everything. <laughs> Right, and we are the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. You can find us on all major podcast apps, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, um, Amazon, um, iHeartRadio, and Pandora, uh, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, <laughs> we're everywhere. Um, <laughs> you can join our Facebook groups, our um, podcast page, and our group page for people to post whatever they like. We also have our Saturday night Zoom chats, um, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can meet many of us on that. And I guess that brings it down to the end of this one. I loved having you guys on. Maybe we can do it again sometime. It was definitely an honor. Yep. Have fun. <laughs> have a good night, everybody. Bye. See ya. If you need me, I'll be doing the Boogie Beagle Blues. <laughs> 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 Good night. Stay dangerous. <laughs>